Welcome, welcome everyone to episode number two of Finding Your Fire, here where we talk about financial independence tailored to youth, people who are new to this, people who have no idea what financial independence is or how to achieve it. We're here for you with me and Ben. So Ben, today's episode's all about credit. We're going to share some interesting stories about how we both utilize credit, some of the things we've learned, um, some of the things that we've done correctly, some of the things that maybe we wish that we would have improved on. But before we start out with that, I do think it's important to preface what the relevance of credit is and what actually is credit. Again, for the people who are watching at home who are completely new to this, um, Ben, in your words, what is the relevance of having good credit at a young age or at really any age? Yeah, so having credit just makes your life a little bit easier because it's what companies look at for mortgages, for loans, for getting uh, your new credit cards. And it basically reflects or shows how responsible you are with paying things back. And that in short is a description of basically what credit monitors and having a good credit score basically shows that you're responsible and you pay back things on time so that they can trust you with low interest rates on loans and mortgages and get you the better credit cards. So again, if you're at home and this is new to you, this is something that has never even crossed your mind, there's actually some really interesting ways that you can kind of hack the credit card industry, a couple of which we're going to share. And the first of which actually revolves around something called an authorized user. So if you're out there and don't have a credit card, you don't have a score, you know nothing about this, you can actually be added on somebody else's account as an authorized user. And essentially what that is, is piggybacking off of somebody else's credit. So you essentially get that person's credit score. Um, and this can significantly help you, but it can also significantly hurt you because it goes both ways, right? It's like a double, what's the, what's the expression? A double-edged sword or something like that. But basically it can help you because if you have a parent or if you have someone else, you can do this with a spouse, you can do this with a parent, it doesn't matter. Um, if you have someone who has really good credit history, someone who has a history of paying back their credit, someone who's responsible in that fashion, you can get added to them and you'll have a really good credit score. And you can actually get a credit card from the credit company for, for that account or not. It's completely dependent on the credit card or the issuer, whoever um, you are doing your, your credit card with. So there's a lot of different terms and conditions that have to do with, with adding someone as an authorized user. Some issuers actually have a fee to add someone in and some don't. So again, you want to make sure that you go on and you ask whoever your credit card uh, people are. You want to make sure you ask what some of those uh, hidden terms, conditions, and fees could be. But other than that, it's actually pretty straightforward. Uh, ben, what do you think about authorized users? Because I know that you were the first one actually who introduced this this to me. Yeah, exactly. So authorized users is basically just such a cheat code when you're younger to just boosting your credit score yeah. and basically getting to you to the point where you are like basically have 10 plus years of credit or just a, a really proven credit history, which allows you to get started on credit churning and getting you on the path to travel the world for free, basically, just through these awesome opportunities with credit churning. But yeah, so basically within like a month, usually of adding yourself as an authorized user, that score basically gets handed down to you. And when you go to Experian.com and you look up your score, you're going to be able to see it. And then you can basically get started on credit churning. And again, something that I just want to make sure is very clear for everyone watching as, as a great, again, as, as great of an opportunity as this is, it can also hurt you again, because legally uh, that authorized user isn't responsible for paying off that credit card debt legally. 
um, the, the admin, if you will, the, whoever the primary, the account name is under, they are legally responsible for still paying off that authorized user's payment. So you do want to make sure that, you know, maybe you have some sort of payment plan. You want to make sure that you're as responsible as possible when you do this, because there are, again, some hidden things, maybe a hidden fee. Um, but yes, like just as Ben said, this is a great opportunity for anyone who doesn't have any previous credit score, who can instantly boost their credit score and start off life on the right path. So once you're at that point, Ben, um, once you're at that point where you have a good credit score, you're a little bit more familiar with credit and how to use it. Let's talk a little bit more about how we can start utilizing our credit cards for gaining rewards points. So whether that's travel, um, you know, different things like that. So Ben, what's the best way in your opinion to start building credit that way for rewards? Exactly. So first let's, let's just talk about like why do these award rewards exist in the first place and why yeah. are credit cards giving you basically free money to pay use their cards so basically that all starts with um credit cards want you to come to them and they want to make money off of you not paying off your cards and mm -hmm. so for a good share of americans they have thousands and thousands of dollars in credit card debt because a lot of them are not responsible and don't know how to use them correctly big issue and basically the way these credit card companies make money off of you is every month you have a balance. And so if you spend $500 at the end of your statement, which is usually at the end of the month or in 45 days, you have to pay off that statement because credit cards, they give you a limit. And so if your limit's $1,500, that's as much as you can spend. Generally, you wanna keep it below 10% usage rate for your credit score to make sure that it looks good. And so basically what that does is that if you don't pay off that balance, these credit card companies have a 17 to 25% usually interest rate. And so when you don't make that payment right away, that carries over and then they start adding this interest rate onto there and that can rack up credit card debt super quickly. But on the flip side, if you're being responsible with these cards, you're never going to pay any interest because that's just if you're not paying them off on time. Exactly. And basically you put all your cards on auto pay to make sure that even if you, if you have six, 10, 20 cards at a certain point, all of them are coming on auto pay and will be paid off through your bank account. And that's just and, one way to make And it. Ben, really quick, just to that point, um, I don't think people understand also how easy some of this stuff can actually be. Like you mentioned, all of my stuff's on auto pay as well. So I literally maybe, I don't have to spend a lot of time at all in terms of managing my finances, where are things going, what's getting paid off, because essentially it's, it's being done for me. It's like, it's just rolling over. I, I literally, I don't have to touch it if I don't want to. Um, so again, this stuff is, is it's, it's really easy to do. And once you have that right setup in place, like a system for your finances, like Ben's about to explain with what he's been doing with, with resale and, and, and churning credit cards, it is really easy. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just thinking a little smarter and setting yourself up on a plan ahead of time so that it's automated and you never have to think about it again. So Ben, let's talk more then about how we can start using credit cards to get free money and some rewards points for travel or other things. Talk to us a little bit more about that. I think that's something important for people to understand. Yeah, exactly. So these credit cards, they offer sign-up bonuses for when you apply for that card and you get that card. And usually these sign-up bo bonuses um, contain three steps. There's, you have to spend a certain amount of money on that card within the first three months usually. 
And then sometimes the card will have an annual fee. And then if you hit that minimum spend in the first three months, which is what it's called, is it will activate your sign-up bonus, which can be anywhere from 1,000 points to 150,000 points. And it'll activate that when you do that minimum spend. And so basically what I've been doing, I've gotten six credit cards in the last year, but I do it thinking ahead. So each month or each couple months, I have a card that I've recently applied for and gotten, and I am using all my spending and putting it on that card so that I hit the sign-up bonus. So for me, I started with the Chase cards. So first, what I did is I opened a Chase bank account, which opens your relationship with Chase, and it means that you're now a customer them with them, which improves your odds of getting approved for their cards. And Ben, but, if I'm correct, you actually also get a sign-up bonus for doing that exactly. too, right? It's a couple hundred bucks. I don't know yeah. exactly, but you can yeah, get so, different sign-up bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, that is part of my five-step over $2,000 in free travel plan. And so that starts with opening the Chase bank account, which you get $200 for just by setting up your direct deposit. Free money. Free money. And then after that, two super simple ways to get $200 a piece more is get the Chase Freedom Flex card, which offer, offers 3% cash back on tra uh, grocery and gas station purchases. And when you spend $500 within originally opening it, you get $200 back. So there's another $200 for free. And so that's super simple to knock out. And then they have the Chase Freedom Unlimited, which is very similar. And both of these cards have no annual fees. So you're taking on no commitment to paying any money at all. You can have this card forever and it will never cost you any money as long as you're paying it off on time and your that's points huge. do not expire either. And so the second card, the Freedom Unlimited, is also spend $500 within the first three months and you get $200 back. And both of these are really great for people starting out or younger people who don't have a ton of expenses yet. And right there between those three cards, you're getting $600 for free already for spending about $1,000. And that's over a 50% ROI right there. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Again, it's almost like that, that the same sort of thing as compound interest, right? The money, your money just keeps stacking up the more and more that you spend. But Ben, right now, so you have a, you have a, you, you resell books, right? You, you resell, you do online arbitrage, which means that you're constantly spending a lot of money for your business, right? To buy inventory and things like that. So credit card utilization has been something that's been really important for you because of your business, right? I mean, you, you literally are constantly buying stuff. So a question I've always had been about uh, rewards points. Um, and again, this is something I'm, I'm new to. I, I've only had a credit card for, I mean, I've had it for about two years. So relatively new. Um, so if you're someone, cause I might, I don't have a business that's centered around constantly buying things and most people don't. So are there, you know, is it still feasible for people to start utilizing some of these rewards points, even though maybe they don't have a business centered around constantly spending money and churning those points? Or if so, what are some ways that teens can start churning? Uh, maybe it is starting some sort of business, you know, just getting, utilizing those, those rewards points. Yeah, no, it is definitely an option for everyone. And honestly, a lot of the time I'm not spending that much money uh, on my business with my credit mm -hmm. cards. A lot of it just goes to through my normal expenses because a lot of things um, like invoices and stuff, I can't usually pay 
with my credit card unless I am paying an extra fee on top of that. And so mm. there are things where I can totally churn for, but a lot, 90% of my signup bonuses have been hit just by paying my rent and my gas and my groceries. Because if you're living on your own or if you're just like out and spending a little bit more money and taking on normal expenses, hitting $3,000 spent within a three month period is usually not super hard. And a lot of people think they don't spend a lot of money, but if you, if you have a credit card and you start tracking what you're spending, you'll see that a lot of these signup bonuses are incredibly easy to hit. And so you really haven't had to change a whole lot about the way you spend your money or utilizing credit cards. It's essentially just substituting. So instead of paying rent off of another card or another way, you're just using credit. And so it's a double whammy. You're getting rewards, you're hitting those signup bonuses. And of course you're paying off your rent or you're buying whatever you would normally buy anyways. Yeah, and exactly. And what's so important about doing credit card churning is if you're spending money on stuff that you usually wouldn't buy if you don't have a credit card, you are not doing it right. You're spending money on things you would always spend money on. Just because you have this credit card with a limit does not mean you should be spending money on things that you can't afford or that you don't need. Because the whole point of credit card churning is to get this free money and not to spend extra money that is causing you to lose money that the credit cards want. Exactly, Ben. That's I'm so glad you brought that up because I've known people in my life who have tried utilizing credit cards, people who have gotten into that credit card churning game, if you will, but not known a whole lot about reward signup bonuses and, and how their points work. And so I've known so many people who have gotten into this and have absolutely just haven't been responsible. And that can really affect the rest of your life, not using credit the way you should. Like it can, re can re have some real ramifications later on in life. And so it's important. But as Ben said, again, it's, it's really not as, it's not risky a whole lot. And again, and if you're using it the right way, like oh, I, I really want you to share, Ben, share your Xbox story about how you were able to buy some of those Xboxes without your own money, right? Yeah, exactly. So with the, the Xbox story, so with my six cards, I've built around forty-five to $50,000 as my, my limit. And with credit, that limit is not like the money you have to have in your bank account. It is the money that you're able to spend and put on these credit cards. And so we had the opportunity where we bought over 50 Xbox X's within a weekend. And so I had six cards and I was just constantly putting the, the purchases on those cards. And so I only had about $3,000 in my bank, but I spent $32,000 on Xboxes. And so this was, I obviously went to this as a calculated risk, but what I did is I knew that I can sell these Xboxes instantly on StockX and take my profits and then be paid within two weeks before um, the period is done. And so within a week, I had sold all 31 Xboxes of my share, either on StockX or locally. And awesome. within, within three weeks, I'd received all of that money back. And then I can go and pay off the credit cards and keep my profit. And I used absolutely no money of my own. So essentially, that was almost like an interest free loan, right? in terms of using the money from your credit cards because it didn't cost you anything. It literally wasn't your money. Like you mentioned, you had three grand in your bank account, but spent 32,000 of somebody else's money. Um, and, but again, that is a calculated risk, right? You, you know, you have to be sure that whatever you're going to flip, whatever you're buying is going to sell 
um, and you're able to get that money back, of course. But I think that's just a fantastic example of how literally anyone can start using those credit cards and get to those sign-up bonuses and, again, just use other people's money. Um, so that's an awesome story. So, Ben, as we close things out for our episode on credit, is there any last things that you want to touch up on or hit? Yeah, so I'd love to get to the final touch of just talking about kind of the five-step plan and the card strategy that I used. Let's do it. To get over half a million points within a year, equal to free travel for a long time. Yeah. And so basically, I talked about it already. Chase bank account, $200. Chase freedom card, $200. Freedom flex card, $200. That's $600 right there. And then once your credit score is a little over 750 and you have gotten those three, three steps done, you want to go for that Chase Sapphire Preferred card, which has a $60,000 sign-up bonus. That's equal to $600 in rewards if you just spend it like that. If you are using the Chase Portal, those points become $2 per point all of a sudden. And you can basically redeem them for $1,200 worth of travel, which is equal to multiple round-trip international flights. And that card is spending $4,000 within three months of opening it, which is a little more expensive, but you can always give this card to your parents, let them put some money on it when they're spending, and mm -hmm. then just pay you back in cash. You can also use Plastic, which is another app that allows you to pay your rent, electricity, and stuff with your credit card. And then so after you hit that one, you're going to have about um, close to 100,000 Chase points or so. And then there's two Hilton Honor cards that you can knock out. The Hilton Honor Base, which is 100,000 points, which is the best deal. They just raised their, their, their sign-up bonus, actually. It's 100,000 points and $100 credit for your card. Yeah. $1,000. Really? So, yeah, with Hilton Honors. And so a thousand. That's, that's equal to about six free hotel stays at Hilton Honors just for spending $1,000. Wow. And then you can double that up. So there's no annual fee on this card either. And so three of the four cards so far don't have an annual fee. The and Hilton Honors doesn't have an annual fee as well, you said? Okay, no just annual to clarify. Fee. Wow. And then there's the Hilton Honors business card, which does have a $95 annual fee, but still super cheap. And you're getting 150,000 Hilton Honor points and elite status. And this will equal you another about eight or nine hotel stays. So just between those two Hilton cards and you're spending two, it's only 2K in three months on the Hilton business card. So if we're mm. spending $3,000 total in three months and you can do both of these cards at once since it's only 3,000. Yeah. For spending $3,000 in three months, you're getting 250,000 Hilton honor points. So you're getting about... 15 or 16 free hotel stays for spending $3,000. And so, uh, Ben, you mentioned that conversion between 100,000 Hilton points would be equivalent to, what did you say? It was like six or seven free nights yeah, usually or something like that? Usually it's about 15, 10 to 15,000, sometimes 20,000 for a hotel night. And where do you and where do you go to find out that information? If you're someone out there who wants to research credit card for a specific purpose, maybe it's for flights and you want to go like Delta, you know, like the Delta cars or American Express stuff versus Hilton. Where do you go for all of that information when you look up about in terms of point conversions for your credit cards? 
Yeah, so if you are booking a hotel with Hilton, you'll have the option. It'll say use points and you can see exactly how many points it'll cost. And then as far as using chase points for uh, travel or for hotel stays, you can go to the chase portal and see exactly how much it costs. Or if you just Google use Google flights, you can also usually see the points that it would cost to book these flights. Okay. You said Google Flights. I'm sorry. You were breaking up a little bit. Google yeah, Flights. I believe, I believe Google Flights. You can also see the points. And then if you want to get really advanced on how to get crazy with points, check out the Choose Fi Travel Rewards course, and that will show you a lot of steps to it. Choose FI. Yeah. That for, again, just for people who don't know, that's just a podcast that you can find anywhere where you get your podcast. Choose FI. Um, financial independence, choose FI. So yeah, a great, great podcast. So again, a bunch of cool stories, cool different ways that you can start building credit. Um, ben, any last takeaways for the end of the episode? We've talked a little bit about your credit card plan, some different things that anyone can do in yeah. terms of subs. So any, any last takeaways for the episode? Yeah. So the one thing, last thing I'll throw in there is that the one reason why we're doing all these chase cards first is because there's something called the 524 plan that Chase implements. They're the only one that does it, which means if you open more than five cards within 24 months, you will automatically get denied from all Chase cards after that. So you wanna knock out your Chase cards first and then you can go to other cards. And that's why I do that plan. And then obviously wrapping it out, I hope we were able to inform you a little bit on credit churning, basically what it is and how easy it is for you to basically travel the world for free. And if you have any questions, you want any referral links to the cards or are interested in more information about these cards and why they're so helpful, uh, I will put links in the description for those cards. And then they are also on my Instagram for the cards I have gotten. Yeah. So again, Ben, is there a way that also we can make this little plan? Because obviously me and you can see it written out on our screens, but the other pe people watching can't. Is there a way that we can make that that plan available to everybody else via maybe Instagram or something else? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll put together a little spreadsheet or some some sort of way for you guys to see this plan written out, what you have to do about how long it'll take and the points and rewards I believe it's a little over $2,000 worth of rewards just from these five cards and not a lot of money spent, but I will put something together. Yeah, we'll get that worked out because I think that could be a really good resource for people, um, you know, just to see all of the cards and how much you have to spend, all the points in one place, perfect exactly. resource, awesome. So yeah, guys, thank you again so much for watching. This completes, this concludes, I should say, episode number two on credit. Uh, I think my last takeaways, honestly, is just a little bit more about perspective. I mean, you know, like like Ben just went over, a ton of practical ways that everyone can start utilizing some of these these credit building habits. Um, and again, it is just building good habits and a healthy relationship with money and with your finances. So thank you all very much for watching and we will see you in the next episode.